Hello, Olentangy. This is Krista Davis, Olentangy's Chief Communications Officer. Today, I am joined by Superintendent Todd Meyer and Treasurer Ryan Jenkins, and we look forward to sharing more about Olentangy's upcoming ballot issue with you in this episode. To kick us off, we'll start by introducing ourselves. Mr. Meyer? Good afternoon. My name is Todd Meyer, proud to serve as superintendent for Olentangy Schools. This is my 33rd year in education, 17th in Olentangy. I started my career in Olentangy in 2007 as high school principal for the new Orange High School, which opened in 2008. In 2015, I was promoted to chief operations officer for the district, and this past spring was selected as your new superintendent. Great. Mr. Jenkins? Hello, Olentangy. This is Ryan Jenkins, Treasurer and Chief Financial Officer for Olentangy Schools. I've been in this role since October 1st of 2022. I've been a treasurer for Ohio Schools for a little over 17 years. I actually began my career in education as a high school math teacher, but I've also been a principal at both the middle school and the high school levels. I'm honored to be a part of this podcast today. Mr. Meyer, could you share why we're here and why we're, why we're spending time creating this episode? Yes, absolutely. Uh, we're here to share facts and create awareness on the why we're on the ballot and why now for Olentangy. And for us, it's about enrollment growth. Our challenge continues to be the exponential growth that uh, we have here in Olentangy. Uh, we're projected to grow over the next 10 years by 20%, which is approximately 5,000 students. In order, to, in order to accommodate that growth, we need to provide facilities to accommodate the many, many students that will be coming to Olentangy in the next decade. Looking back, Mr. Jenkins, can you share a little bit about the previous levies that uh, the district had in, on the ballot in 2016 and 2020? Yeah. In our most recent history, the district would have passed a bond issue in 2016 that would have funded the construction of Berlin High School. But that bond issue, beg your pardon, that levy issue would have also had an operational piece of 5.9 mils and one mil of permanent improvement. In 2020, the district had another uh, combined bond issue operating levy and permanent improvement levy, and that would have funded the construction of Shell Meadows Elementary School, Berlin Middle School, and Peach Blow Crossing, which is scheduled to open in the fall of 2024. That would have been a 7.4 mil operating levy with an additional half a mil of permanent improvements. We were able to honor our commitment and stretch our levy uh, three years past 2020. And this levy that we have on the ballot for March uh, 19th of 2024 is the lowest operational ask in 30 years uh, for the district. And we've been able to accomplish that based on how efficient we've been with our resources uh, and certainly also because of how hard we've worked and actually achieved increased state funding. Mr. Jenkins, you just shared that this upcoming ask is the lowest operational ask that the district has had on the ballot in the last 30 years. Can you share with us what that ballot issue is uh, that voters will see in March? Yeah, the levy is a combined issue that is three mils of operational um, levy 
uh, 1.25 mils for permanent improvement, and then a $350 million bond issue that will be used to construct uh, five school facilities. The operational levy will fund the day-to-day expenses of the district, things like teacher salaries and benefits, um, operational costs like supplies, materials, equipment, running buildings, uh, utilities, those sorts of things. The permanent improvement levy will fund the needed upkeep uh, expenses for our existing facilities, uh, mechanicals, roofing, asphalt, all of the day-to-day expenses uh, in the maintenance of of those uh, buildings. The two added together are 4.25 mils, and it will cost the owner of a home about $150 per $100,000 of value. An average home in Olentangy schools, as far as for the average value, is about $400,000. And so we're anticipating about $600 annually for an average valued home, which is about $50 a month. Great. Thank you. I know, Mr. Meyer, we talked a little bit uh, earlier about the exponential growth in the district. Could you expand a little bit um, for us on how um, that impacts the need for this levy right now in March? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, That's one of the things that makes Olentangy unique, the exponential growth that we've had over the last 30 years and will continue to have over the next 10 years. Uh, The district anticipates that it will grow again by about 5,000 students or 20% over the next decade. Currently, 12 of our 16 elementary schools are currently at or over 100% utilization. And so what that means for us, uh, we have set capacity numbers at each level. So for example, 625 students uh, at our elementary schools. And again, 12 of 16 of our elementaries are at or over 625 students uh, currently this year. So there is a need to accommodate the additional growth that's coming to Olentangy by building new facilities. Looking at the forecast, our middle schools are projected to grow over by over 1,100 students uh, over the next decade. For us, 1,100 students, that's a middle school. And in our high schools, we're projected to grow by over 1,500 students. And for us, again, that is a high school. So there is a need for us to, uh, as a district, plan for the growth and, again, to be able to accommodate that growth by providing facilities. Mr. Meyer, as you shared with listeners earlier in this podcast, you were um, the first principal at Orange High School. So you've had that experience as a building principal, specifically the high school. Could you provide with the listeners uh, your personal experience and impacts of overcrowding? So 5,000 more students, what does that potentially look like in our in our schools, whether it be elementary, middle, or high school? Yeah. So uh, obviously adding 5,000 new students to the district is a challenge. Uh, from my perspective, Back in 2008, when I had the honor to open Orange High School as a new principal, we started with grades 9 through 11, and we opened the school with about 850 students. The next year grew to 1,200, the next year to 1,600, and continued to grow where uh, Orange High School sits today at almost 2,000 students. So for uh, 
the staff in the building and for the students in the buildings, it's important that we provide the best environment to provide the best student experience uh, for our students as well as for our staff. So as uh, enrollment continues to grow, space becomes an issue in order to accommodate uh, students. Uh, relationships uh, are harder to uh, create and to sustain. Uh, connecting to your school becomes harder uh, with more students. Um, so those are some of the things that impact, for sure, uh, a growing population in the school. And I also want to stress uh, opportunities. We want to provide the best opportunities that we can uh, for our students, again, to provide the best educational experience. And as our schools continue to grow, it does ultimately take away from opportunities that uh, our students uh, can have in our schools. So I was reading the enrollment report and noticed that in 10 years, Berlin High School would have 3,600 students if um, the new high school wasn't built. Yeah. So uh, as you mentioned, um, that's a challenge for us. So again, going back to the why, uh, we're on the ballot. Uh, with the increased growth over the next 10 years, we need to be able to accommodate and provide facilities uh, for that educational experience for our students. So you mentioned Berlin High School. Uh, Berlin High School, again, since it opened, continues to grow year over year. And in that current attendance boundary, if we did nothing by 30, 32, 33 school year, Berlin High School would be over 3,500 students. Obviously, our buildings are not built for uh, 3,500 students. And so what that would mean for the district is we would have to redistrict year over year and, and probably start the redistricting process in 2027-2028 uh, school year to then reduce students out of Berlin High School into our other uh, three high schools. So for us, that would mean we'd have multiple redistrictings uh, year over year to, again, balance our high school population um, across our now four high schools. Mr. Meyer, you just shared with me and the listeners the impact of if this issue doesn't pass, what that means for at the high school level. What does it mean at the middle school and elementary level? Yeah, so uh, same concept. We would continue to monitor the enrollment. Uh, I'll start with the middle school at the middle school level. And uh, a point of note here, uh, this year we opened Berlin Middle School, and last year Berkshire Middle School was well over 1,300 students. So the difference between last year and this year where we were able to open Berlin Middle School and take uh, more than 400 students out of Berkshire Middle School is night and day. And it's going to go back to what I was talking about with the student experience uh, in the school and how the things that we can do and how we can accommodate uh, those students uh, in our schools with a much lesser enrollment. Um, so the same concept in the middle schools, we would have to look at uh, redistricting to balance enrollment across our now six middle schools. Uh, in elementary, same thing. Uh, right now, as I mentioned, 12 of 16 of our elementary schools are at or over capacity. What that would mean for the elementary is looking at some redistricting 
efforts to balance out our enrollments across the uh, elementaries. And like I said, many are already at or over capacity. For, so for us, that means modular classrooms that we would mm -hmm. have to place at our elementaries in order to provide space to accommodate uh, the educational experience for our students. And so in forecasting, um, you know, again, with doing nothing, without building additional buildings, uh, we would be looking uh, over the next few years, adding modulars at two elementaries, then four elementaries, and then up to nine elementaries. How does that work? Yeah, so uh, for example, this year at uh, Cheshire, we added six modular classrooms. So just to set up the modular classrooms is going to be between five hundred to six hundred thousand dollars because we have to bring the uh, uh, modulars uh, to our district, put on our campus. We have to set we have to set up the electric, the technology, security. So all of those things uh, take um, time and money to set up. We lease uh, those modulars, so the lease for those modulars uh, currently is eighty thousand dollars a year. And when you ask about cost, all of those costs are sunken cost because mm. we don't get those back. So we're not buying the modulars. We're leasing them. So we lose that money when the modulars are no longer needed. Yes, that's correct. Uh, currently, um, we are leasing uh, those modulars at $80,000 for the year. All right. I am going to turn to Mr. Jenkins to talk a little bit about the funding that Olentangy receives. Um, how is the funding uh, that we receive spent? And if are we already receiving more money due to Delaware County property reappraisals as a district? Thank you, Krista. Schools in Ohio are funded primarily through local um, and state revenue sources. The local revenue sources are primarily uh, property taxes. There are some school districts in Ohio that have income taxes. Olentangy does not have an income tax. And then schools are also funded by the state of Ohio through a state funding formula that is determined by our legislature uh, every two years as a part of the budgeting process. The Olentangy School District has worked exceptionally hard with our legislators and other advocates to increase our state funding. And the new funding formula called the Fair School Funding Formula has dramatically increased the amount of state funding that we have uh, in our district. That has led to a, a direct, as we mentioned earlier, ask that is the lowest in nearly 30 years at 4.25 mils. Another recent development that most property owners in Delaware County are acutely aware of is that property values for the 2023 calendar year, which are paid in 2024, increased by an average of about 34% across our district. You know, it's natural for folks to think that when that happens, their tax bills will go up by 34% as well. But Ohio law for over 50 years uh, has actually decreased tax rates as uh, valuation increases. Uh, it's called House Bill 920. And essentially, uh, when values go up, tax rates drop so that homeowners do not have to deal with uh, unvoted for tax increases. So when you put all of that together, the 34% increase in the Olentangy district decreased our overall tax rates by about 22% so that the district did not receive a windfall of new revenue. For the average $400,000 mathematical home in our district, a 34% increase would have 
equated to about a 4 to 5% overall increase in taxes. That is great information for us as uh, residents and taxpayers in the district. Could you share with us how is Olentangy good stewards of these taxpayer dollars and how do we compare with other districts? As a district, Olentangy spends uh, per pupil among the lowest uh, in the state of Ohio. Um, we spend $13,735 per pupil, uh, which in and of itself may just be a number out of context, but we're uh, with 606 school districts, um, there's about only a, a handful, you know, 145, 150 schools, uh, many of them uh, not even remotely like Olentangy, that would spend less than us per pupil. It's also uh, instructive to know that when we do spend, that 74% of what we spend is on direct instructional expenses. We have uh, the lowest uh, among the lowest, I should say, uh, expenditures for administrative purposes at about 10.71%. Uh, we are in the top 25 lowest um, expenditures per pupil uh, as a proportion for what are administrative expenditures. And that's a direct reflection of how we try to target what we spend on making sure that we maximize um, student learning every day. Mr. Meyer, if this issue passes, what can the Olentangy community expect? Yeah, first and foremost, as we mentioned, uh, uh, part of the levy is the bond asking for five buildings. So what the uh, community can expect would be the addition of five buildings, elementaries 18 and 19 to open in the fall of 25, so 25-26 school year, high school five to open in the fall of 27, so the 27-28 school year, and elementary 20 and middle school 7 to open in the fall of 28, the 28-29 school year. Great. What about um, our existing buildings? Uh, yeah, that's a great question because as we continue to grow, uh, our buildings continue to age, and we have to have dollars to continue to maintain uh, our existing facilities. So again, part of the levy ask is a 1.25 mil permanent improvement uh, part of the levy. And that would raise funds for the district to continue to maintain our existing buildings. So maintenance would be things like roofs, windows, flooring, concrete, pavement, those are the types of things, uh, HVAC systems, uh, things that we need to maintain in our existing buildings. So it's just like being a homeowner. You're investing in your assets and our taxpayers' assets are the district buildings. So that's an important piece. Talk, could you talk a little bit about safety personnel? I've heard that that's a component of the levy as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so currently, we have dedicated SROs at all of our high schools and all of our middle schools. Part of the operational ask of this levy, again, the 3.0 mil operation uh, portion of the levy, we have forecasted safety personnel to be placed in all of our elementaries phased in over two to three year period. So what that means is we would start to phase in as soon as next year, safety personnel in all of our elementary schools. Uh, currently, we have, like I said, we have SROs in our high schools and middle schools. Uh, the Delaware 
County Sheriff's Office doesn't have the capacity to put uh, 17 additional school resource officers in our elementaries. So we as a district are working on a plan to identify who these individuals will be in our elementary schools, again, to help enhance uh, the safety in our buildings. Mr. Jenkins, hearing all that Mr. Meyer just shared, that will happen if the issue passes. Could you just take a moment to remind us again uh, what that annual increase would be for Olentangy taxpayers? Yeah, the overall ask of 4.25 mills, which is three mills of operating and 1.25 mills of permanent improvement, would be about $150 annually for each $100,000 of market value of a home. So if we again just simply consider the mathematical average in our district is a $400,000 home, then that would be $600 per year, uh, which is simply 150 times four. So that annual uh, tax increase wouldn't begin until the 2025 calendar year and is the equivalent of about $50 per month. So, Mr. Meyer, on the other side, if the ballot does not pass, what can the Olentangy community expect in regard to the costs in the cost to the district and it not um, passing? Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, so, if the ballot does not pass, uh, we would experience overcrowding in our schools, increased class sizes. Uh, multiple redistrictings uh, year over year. And again, uh, part of our challenge is we would have to balance uh, to the best of our ability um, enrollments across all of our schools at the elementary, middle school, and high school. On top of continuing to add modulars uh, to schools where we would need to accommodate additional classroom space in order to accommodate the number of students uh, that we need to educate. So that cost for those modulars that we would have to add due to the ballot not um, passing, would the money would come from where then? Yeah. So uh, currently that money comes from um, the operational budget, which again, like uh, Mr. Jenkins uh, talked about before, uh, would ultimately take away from instructional dollars. Mr. Jenkins, uh, if the ballot issue does not pass, what can we expect as far as a future ask? As noted earlier, if the levy passes in March of 2024, it will not begin collecting until 2025. For whatever reason, uh, the levy does not pass in 2024. If it passes in 2025, we will not be able to collect until 2026. If that happened, uh, we would have to anticipate costs increasing uh, and not being able to pull in revenue uh, for a, an additional 12 months. So we have estimated that we would have to add one and a half mills to the three mills of operating to get to a total of four and a half operating mills. And then when you add the mill and a quarter of PI, uh, permanent improvement, excuse me, that would be 5.75 mills. That additional mill and a half would add $210 to the existing cost we mentioned earlier of $600 for a $400,000 home, and that would be $810 uh, all told uh, for that levy uh, at that time. If for whatever reason it doesn't pass in 2025, so that it's collected in 2026, that means it would pass in 2026 for collection in 2027. If that happened, 
we would have to increase the operational ask by 3.75 mils. That would be 6.75 mils of operating. When you combine that with the additional mil and a quarter of permanent improvement, that would be an eight mil levy. The additional 3.75 mils would cost the owner of a $400,000 home an additional $525 annually. So the all told cost of an eight mil levy that didn't pass until 2026 would be $1,125 per year. If it passes now, as we said earlier, $600 annually for that same $400,000 homeowner. So nearly doubling. Nearly doubling. And I think, uh, you know, I would also add uh, the additional cost to our buildings. So every year we wait uh, to build a building, there there would also be additional cost to build that building. Mm -hmm. Construction costs. Construction costs, mm -hmm. yes. After listening to this podcast, if someone in the community has more questions or wants to learn more about the district's current and future needs, how might they get more information, Mr. Meyer? So one way they can get additional information is to attend a community conversation. Uh, that schedule is located on our district website. We're holding community conversations at every school building. Uh, so I would encourage um, uh, community members who have questions and want to learn more about the levy to attend one of those community conversations. They can also visit the levy fact page on the district website. So on the district website, if you uh, go to community and then click community and then uh, find the levy facts tab, a lot of information about the levy uh, there on the website. Um, also, we are sharing content on our social media pages uh, a couple times a week. That's a great place to uh, stay up to date with levy facts as well as we invite anybody in the community who would like to host a coffee chat or attend a coffee chat uh, in the community uh, to let us know. Great. Thank you both so much for sharing this important factual information with our community. Um, again, I'll encourage community members and others who want to learn more about the district's current and future needs to um, hop on our district website and go all the way to the right to community, drop about halfway down to levy information, and you'll be able to find our FAQs and information about the community conversations and coffee chats, as well as our social media channels. We will be sharing a new episode of our Hello Olentangy podcast channel each month. So until we say hello again, goodbye Olentangy. Olentangy.